welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. Follow at your risk, of course. Um, my co-host Matt Dudek, who you can find on Twitter at Matt, Horizon Matt, will not be joining us. But of course, you can also follow us on the podcast on Twitter at Horizon RT. You can follow us on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. Follow us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com, and be sure to. Subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And we do a lot of these, and um, I would be loath to not keep up the tradition of interviewing coaches. So joining us to, uh, this week is Purdue Fort Wayne head coach John Kaufman. Coach, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Bob, I appreciate you having me on. I'm, I'm disappointed you didn't give my Twitter handle, though, at Coach Kaufman. I mean, you went all the way through with your entire staff. Usually, so. I, you know, usually I go through the uh, the you know where we can find you on the web at the end uh, uh, online. At, I got at you. The end, I got so. you. Now, are you, fo- <laughs> hey, are you okay. following at, me? At are you, John, fo- are you a follower John of mine? Coach, it's Bob, at John Kaufman, correct? Are you, are you, yeah, at Coach Kaufman. At Coach Kaufman, okay, yes. I should know this because we follow you. <laughs> and I don't have it in front of me. That's on me. <laughs> so, at Coach Kaufman on Twitter. Be sure to follow him. Um, again, uh, the head coach of Purdue-Fort Wayne. Um, so, Coach, you know, the, the first season of, of Purdue-Fort Wayne's uh, time in the Horizon League is, has, is in the books. Uh, my question, my first question would be, you know, what from that transition from the Summit League did you take away from this past season that you can carry forward into the upcoming season? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. It's it's really hard to gauge um, last year. I mean, I, I like to reflect in the offseason, figure out what, what we did well, what we did poorly, how do we improve. I've been asked a ton over the last six, seven months, you know, how was your first year in the Horizon League? And, and honestly, with back-to-back games, with the uh, uh, with the pandemic college basketball, it's really hard to address where it is. Um, sure. You know, I'm, I, I, I've gotten accustomed over the last 10 years in the Summit League, being in the top two, three, four teams in the league, and we were not that last year, but I loved my team. And I feel like reflecting back on last year's team, and we got a lot of those guys back. I mean, I think in a normal year where you actually practice and you have a preseason, you have a summer, you have a non-conference play, which we had none of those. Sure. Um, I, I, I felt great that last year was going to be, you know, your typical 17 to 22 win team that we've had here consistently. Um, but I, I love the fact we got these guys back. I thought we got better as a team. Um, my goals going into last year shifted a little bit. Um, as did many coaches. And it was number one, let's let's stay safe, okay? And let's manage all these protocols, do the best thing we can uh, within our university um, and, and manage it. Let's get better as basketball players in terms of let's work on our individual skill sets. You know, we may not have all 14 players or 15 players here to practice. We may be run practice with eight of us. We may not be able to do some things we usually do, but let's get better with our skill sets. And then finally, Let's play our best basketball at the end of the year. You know, I did not have a lot of healthy conflict with my team that good coaches do throughout the year. Just when you're talking about, you know, different players quarantine. We had six players that had 60 days of quarantine last year. Wow. And then a couple of those guys got injured coming out of quarantine, which then added more time. And, and when I say quarantine, I mean, they're not leaving their room. 
And so that's a challenge. And so we did not have a lot of healthy conflict. It was one like, how do I put smiles on these guys' faces? Like, that was a huge goal of ours sure. all last year. And when we got about three weeks left in the season, and I remembered it was it was a uh, second game of our of our road trip out at Youngstown State. I said, hey, guys, like, it's time to turn up. We got three weeks left in this. Like, you guys can mentally manage me, you know, diving in, having some healthy conflict. And guess what? We're playing our best basketball in the, the year. You know, we, we, we win our opening round of the Horizon League tournament um, on the road and then go on the road at Cleveland State. And, you know, that's a triple overtime game that, mm-hmm. you know, won it, won it twice coming from behind, but then lost it that third time. You know, and, and so, it's, you know, great basketball. We're playing great basketball down the stretch of the season. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you met. I'm glad you mentioned last year and all the challenges. Um, I, I have to ask about the, the fact that you had to, you know, because of the kind of the last minute scheduling changes by um, circumstances, you, you ended up playing Cleveland State five times. And I think I might have asked this question during the one of the postseason pressers with uh, with, with Coach Dennis Gates. When you see a team that many times, how does that affect kind of your game planning? Because you've basically, you know, you've basically seen almost everything that they they've had to throw at you, and vice versa. No, no doubt. And and now the 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 two of us, um, and I, I won't say this for every team, but I, I I got to know them pretty well last year. Um, we have our plan of how we're going to play. And Cleveland State does the same thing. Now, we play differently than each other, but we're going to put our basketball and be the best at what we do out on the floor and then try and make other teams adjust. So so I don't feel that either one of us were making huge, you know, tweaks in what we were doing. We were just trying to be better at what we did and we'd address how we played against each other. Um, but some people are going to come in, they're going to shift their defensive strategies altogether, you know, play all zone after going all man. And neither one of us did that um, with how we play. And that's just not how we coach. You got to be yourself. Um, but sure. uh, I mean, I, I thought we played some really good basketball games against them. Um, you know, the ones that I'd like back would be those, those first two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I shouldn't say it. the Horizon League tournament game. I'd like back too. I want to win <laughs> that game. But uh, but but looking backwards, I mean, when the way you start your league play is so critical. And, you know, we thought we were playing IUPUI that week. Um, they knew that they were not playing their game earlier than us. Um, and, you know, I find out I'm, I'm prepping for IUPUI on, you know, the night before the game. Um, and I find out after the fact that they already knew they had a chance to play us. And, and I walk out of my prep for IUPUI and find out. Hey, we're flipping to Cleveland State. And so there was some wasted time in there for us. And that's, you know, that was the nature of last year. Everybody did their best going through it. But then as we attacked that weekend, um, you know, like I would love to have put a little bit better basketball out there, which would have given us maybe a better spark to start the year in the Horizon League. But, uh, man, great league, great coaches, um, competitive basketball. Um, I know, you know, a lot of, you know, there were some great losses individually in our league this year and the off season. But I have no doubt that, uh, that the guys have all geared up and, and feel, you know, everybody I've talked to feels really good about their team as do I, I think it's going to be a great year in the league. I think the, one of the other thing, uh, just to piggyback off that, one of the other big things, of course, last year was the fact that you were playing with no fans. 
Now, this year, of course, not only do you, are you one of the big differences, of course, is not only are you returning with fans, um, you're also going to be playing, spending, uh, you're going to be playing some game, playing games at the Memorial Coliseum, which, of course, is a significantly different venue than the Gates Sports Center, which you were playing at last year. How much will not only the change of venue, but the presence of fans for the first time in over a year benefit the team? I mean, we've been really good at home in my time here. Um, I, I think it's almost a, you know eighty percent of our, our, our games we've won when we've been at home. Now, this is what's wild. This is a wild stat, okay? Mm-hmm. And you know, so when we play in Gate Center on campus, I mean, much I mean, it's whatever twenty two hundred. You, you know, it's much easier to sell out and pack crowd and rowdier and louder. Um, we have won ten percent more of our games at Memorial Coliseum than we mm-hmm. have on campus. Okay. It's a unique set. It's a mm. much tougher place to play. Um, and our guys love it. I mean, it's our home site. You know, we didn't get to play on our home gym, you know, one game last year, uh, yeah. which is, you know, you un- very unique to our, to our organization. But I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting back to the Coliseum, looking forward to fans. Um, you know, ESPN as part of the league package is awesome. I mean, I love it as part of this league. Uh, you know, it's much easier to follow for our, our parents. You know, our fans had a good experience following us on TV last year, even though they couldn't be here in person, which was awesome for the Horizon League. But, man, it'll be great to have them in the stands. Uh, we are also we at the Horizon Roundtable are also partial to the ESPN plus uh, BSPN broadcast, not the least of which because John Nolan is calling him. <laughs> oh, he's the best. He's all awesome. we, we agree. <laughs> Now, do you do you cover the women's basketball as well? Um, actually, we uh, we are kind of we've been kind of expanding our coverage. We actually had um, the the new co uh, Maria Marcasano on um, earlier this year um, when she first got hired, um, and so we are uh, we've definitely been we definitely are following how things are going with her as well. So the reason I bring that up is my wife does the color commentary for the women's really? team. Uh, and she is a college coach as well. She's a yes. basketball coach, uh, uh, and she is at Coach Kaufman with an underscore in between them. So uh, anyway, it's uh, it, it it was funny. She was able to she caught all the women's games. Okay. But yet was not permitted to watch my team at all last year. How unique is that? Uh, but that is she does, interesting. She does a nice job, and she uh, John Nolan's a pro. Um, sure. She works Tin Cats games, the Padres single A organization. She calls those games with him as well. And so we get a lot of time with them. Um, that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, speaking of which, I know we uh, we we asked this quite a bit of, of have asked this quite a bit of the past. Um, how is your uh, how is your relationship um, been working through uh, when working with Coach Marcusano now that she's on campus? She's been she's been awesome. Um, you know, just she's she's into what we're doing has been very supportive of what we're doing uh you know she comes in and you know ask questions whether it's institutional questions or things we're doing with our guys or different things with code and so you know as co-workers we've worked really well together between sharing space our our office space we share some common office space we share obviously the practice facility uh but then sharing ideas and so it's uh you know she's she's a great coach um you know she was played in the tournament last year yeah, I mean, a nice kind of connection there is that one of my assistants, uh, Mike Wolf, was at the mount 
when she was there. And then Jamie and Christian, the head coach uh, at the mountain during her early days there is in my coaching tree. Um, ah. And, and uh, he's now at George Washington. And, and so, yes. um, you know, just having some common friends has made an easy transition. Nice. So, so speaking of the off season, um, you picked up some transfers, um, namely Damian Chon Key, R.J. Ogum, and Quentin Morton Richardson, and, and that kind of adds to your already stacked backcourt. Uh, what impact do you expect your new players to make this season? You know, I, I, I never try to overplay what newcomers are going to do. You just you just don't know until the sure. lights go on. Um, I I like the fact that we have really good depth. Um, I, I, I'm probably, I was probably one of the uh, few coaches in the country last year that said, we got to get smaller. Um, you know, our, our pace and space offense and our paint touch motion, how we get into the paint and kind of drive and kick and play off of our, 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 uh, our attack mode with our guards. You know, we've had some of our best teams. I mean, back to, you know, the team that had Max Landis and Mo Evans and, and Michael Calder that won the league in the summit league. I mean, those were three point guards that all played at the same time. And so, um, you know, we we uh, we probably took that to an extreme with Damian and and uh, and Quentin, who are both, uh, you know, five nine uh, with with uh, with high heels on. Um, but uh, but man, they, they are jets and I love speed. Um, we love to play fast. Um, you know, that's something we've taken a lot of pride on is how quickly we can put pressure on the other rim. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm really anxious to watch them out there playing. Um, I also like the fact that, you know, with Damien, who, you know, was arguably the best player in, in the Northeast Conference, who averaged mm-hmm. 15, 5, and 4, was an all-league player there, you know, coming into our league, who plays a much faster pace than the Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he could be a guy, you know, that, that could average – eight, nine assists a game with how we sure, play sure. once he gets comfortable. And so that's, that's really exciting. Um, you know, Quentin can really, really shoot the basketball. And now we have some big point guards, uh, you know, to sort of offset what Damien can do. I mean, you look at Jojo Peterson, a freshman, he's six, five, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you have Jared Godfrey, six, five, and he started the last two years at the point. Um, it's going to allow us to take those guys off the ball with uh with Damien but also it's gonna allow us to maybe play a Quentin off the ball and mm-hmm. maybe he guards a jet on the other side um you know but then turns around and and now he gets play off the ball and really utilize his his shooting you know and then we throw in RJ um you know coming from from college at Charleston and you know didn't have the benefit of playing last year he's injured last year but what I loved about about RJ was that you know in a year where we weren't able to get out live to play and that's mm-hmm. the hesitancy you have with maybe some of the transfers and so forth. Hey, I haven't seen them play live. Well, he was our top, he was our top four man recruit uh, a year removed when, you know, he's coming from Chicago, came back home. There was a coaching change. His college coach at, at sure. college at Charleston is a really good friend of mine. Um, I used to coach there. So like I knew him back when he was from Charleston, you know, Earl and I are good friends. And, you know, so I have a good perspective of who he is. And, you know, I know he was because he was our top recruit two years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, I, and I, 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 speaking of Damien, I know we, I, I know previously we talked about when he had, uh, when he originally signed, uh, signed the transfer, we were very, we were very intrigued by, you know, just the way he operated in the, in the, in the NEC and, you know, kind of, um, yeah, thought he was very, very, uh, a very good fit for, for specifically your scheme um, over at Purdue Fort Wayne. 
I, I agree. I mean, his speed, when we have speed, like that changes. I mean, Mike Calder uh, back in 2016 was as fast as we've ever had. Now, he was much larger than Damian, but, man, that speed changes. I mean, the way you can put pressure on sure. the rim and, and create, you know, we get everything off of that push. If we can get that push, um, now we get him on the move and we try to keep him on the move. And so that's exciting. The other part sure. is, is, I mean, he's just an absolute winner. You know, he's got sure. that killer mode in and he, he makes winning plays. He also has huge pride, tremendous pride in defending. And I know, you know, as well as I do, man, there are some killer guards in our league. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, and, and some little jets. And so you better be able to guard those guys. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's going to add, you know, some depth to some elite defenders. And that's where I think we've. We've really stopped. I mean, Jalen Pipkins was our defensive stopper last year, but now you're going to have Damian, who, who who should be able to be a defensive stopper for small guards. We also added JoJo Peterson, 6'5", um, who's really showed for a freshman a, a, a high level of being able to defend. I'm excited sure. about I'm excited about how we're going to be able to defend one-on-one, um, at least from those three coming in. And, and that's going to really, you know, taking Jared off the ball now, a little bit more is going to help him help his turnovers sure. and then also help his defense. Sure. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you, uh, you, you've segued me into my next question. Cause you talked about Jared Godfrey and uh, you know, by all accounts, the, he, you know, he was third team all horizon league last year and um, he, he's looking, it looks like he's poised to have another all league performance this year. How does, how does having a, a player of Godfrey's caliber, how does that help you as it relates to game strategy? I mean, just somebody who knows what we do and has that experience, you know, when there's been so much movement on, on other teams, rosters and so forth, like it helps to have that mature guy on your roster. Um, I mean, he's, he's a leader on our campus. He's a leader in our locker room. I mean, he's great with recruit. I mean, there, there's nothing he can't do. I mean, he's an Eagle scout. How appropriate is that? There's nothing there he can't go. do. Um, I did not know that by the way, he was an Eagle scout. He is uh, nice. phenomenal. Um, you know, really good student. I mean, just he and I, and I know this is uh, a podcast just on, on, on sound, but I mean, my, my fingers are crossed. Like, like he and I are so close, um, nice. you know, and, and I can coach him hard, um, you know, which makes it so great when you can coach, you know, your, your, your all league players really, really hard. Cause that allows the others to know, Hey, they're not, you know, they're not holding back accountability just because this guy scores more points than maybe some of the others. Um, you know, he was our, our one of our biggest pieces in recruiting Damien Chanqui, which would, you know, he knew would take him off the ball, which was exciting to him to be able to get, you know, off the ball some to where now, you know, maybe we trim his minutes a little bit, which makes him more efficient, which makes him a better defender for, you know, for us to be at our best. Like he's got to raise his level as a defender. He sure. also, has to play, you know, better with the ball. I mean, I think his last 12 to 16 games, he really trimmed on his on his turnovers. You know, mm-hmm. that, that was an issue for us. You know, we were the only team in the country last year that shot 50% from the floor, 40% from three. We were number four in the country in three-point shooting and number four in field goal percentage. Like, that's hard to do. Sure. You know, and, and, and we're at elite level, but we turned it over too much. And that has not historically been what our program is about. And, and, and you know, we've really taken care of the ball. And so that's where I think he's going to be able to step where he's going to mature to be able to take care of the ball. But then also having another guard or two in that mix, um, you know, that can handle it. I think that's really going to help our organization. 
and from what it sounds like, you have not only you only have Damien, but you also have Quentin Morton Richardson as well. Um, so you definitely have more. You'll definitely have more opportunities with with Jared off the ball. Absolutely. Um, but I love that versatility. And when you have a port guard's mentality off the ball, you know, that works well for us because we talk about getting the ball happy. The hap- the ball's happy when it's moving from guy to guy. And, you know, when you watch us, I mean, one thing that's going to be consistent with our program's basketball is that the ball's going to move. The ball's going to move from side to side. It's not going to stick. We're not going to over dribble. And, you know, that helps having more point guards on the floor. Sure, sure. Um, it, one obviously, like I said, no shortage of depth in the backcourt, and you also include Deontay Billups and Jalen Pipkins coming back. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned Jalen Pipkins, obviously huge contribution last year, um, especially in that open that first round opening game against Green Bay. Um, I don't think anybody's going to forget that. Um, with the depth and talent that you have in the guard position right now, um, will there be anything you do differently this season rotation-wise than you did last year? Uh, well, I mean, we'll obviously rotate differently. I mean, with with those sure. other guards, and we're going to sub some other guys in. Um, some more movement. And, and, you know, you didn't – you know, Jarvis Walker um, had a really nice freshman year. Um, sure. And, I mean, he's got – I mean, he's got a, a, a big time physical body on him, too. Like he's college ready. Um, so and then and then, you know, you, you throw in with Jojo Peterson. So there's a lot of depth. Um, figuring that out is going to be a challenge, but that's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there may be some adjustments. Maybe we press a little bit more um to to maybe wear our guys out if we shrink some of their minutes change the game up there a little bit um you know rotations maybe we're rotating a little bit quicker um you know and and you know we rode some guys i mean jalen you know we rode jalen on some minutes we rode deontay on some minutes we rode um we we, we rode jared for sure on some minutes maybe we were able to shrink them and they'll actually uh you know perform at a higher level, both defensively and maybe even be more efficient, um, which might be hard for, for Pipkins. I mean, he went from a guy at, at, at Loyola who shot uh, 39% from the floor and 29% from three to where I think he was, uh, I think he was 57 from the floor and like 47 from three ends up being one yeah. of the top 30 most efficient players in basketball. So, um, you know, I think that can help all of those guys become a little bit more efficient, but also what, what, what I'm, what I'm looking to do is maybe even go even smaller at some stretches Sure. Um, to where I think Jared with his six, five and strength now um, could guard some power forwards the way we play. I think Deontay Bilps definitely can. If you look back at, you know, John Conchar's sophomore year when we beat Indiana when they're ranked number three in the country, you know, that was a 21 team that, uh, you know, John started as our power, power forward. Um, and it was our backup point guard. And so if you can rebound, all right, and, and and you can play physical enough to guard a bigger guy, man, you're it's a tough matchup. And then we're going to turn around and put that the other power forward in some ball screen situations. Sure. Um, you know, I still remember the play when John, you know, was playing point guard down the stretch of that Indiana game. He's got Juwan Morgan, who's the power forward guarding him. Thomas Bryant trying to hedge. He rips and rejects the ball screen left and, and throws down a left-handed dunk, which is play of the game on ESPN. And that was because, you know, John was able to rebound at a high level and be able to play that power forward, even though he's a guard. And so we, we love to really get small like that. And so hopefully we'll be able to do some of that this year. 
Sure. Now, now I want to uh, sh- uh, I want to shift up front. Obviously, um, Dylan Carl is obviously uh, uh, Dylan Carl is obviously left, uh, but you do bring back Rob Petty. You bring back and uh, no deference to Cameron Benford, who by the way is going to be writing for us this year. Uh, my favorite player, Bobby Planutis, and Jonathan Dijernet. Now, considering the size of Purdue, Fort Wayne's going to be coming up against in the league and also in the non-conference. Where do you see this rotation making its greatest contribution? You know, trying to figure all that out. Now, Bobby, we probably swing into a different group. We, we play kind of four guards, and that's probably more of what he is um, in terms of, you know, how he shot the ball from the perimeter, perimeter-based player. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, Johnny, it turns into where his development is going to be probably early in his career, playing mainly at that five spot or that center spot for us, that four round one, um, but then evolving into a perimeter type position with him, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of our league does. I mean, the, one of the big differences between what I saw in the horizon versus summit is that a little more physicality in size and in, in, inside and a little bit more of a true power forward versus some of the the uh, the pick and pop fours or more four guards. Um, you know, we we like how we operate. We'll continue to do that um, and play the way we we we've liked to have played with four guards. Um, but we got to rebound the ball better um, and finish plays. And I think you know Rob Petty really helps us with that. He's a very physical player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a tough situation last year where we going into the year we anticipated. Uh, red shirt and cam to kind of space out our minutes a little bit better. Um, you know, and, and, and that would have gotten raw a few more minutes in there. Um, but you know, cam was coming off being the 22nd best rebounder per minute in the country from the year before. Um, and so it was hard not to keep him in that rush. So I think some of that, uh, some of the performance was because I just I couldn't find a great rotation with those guys. I don't think Ra got enough minutes last year. Um, we are going to miss Dylan. He was a great player for us, really skilled on a perimeter. I mean, could pass the ball at a high, high level um, and, you know, at, at times could really, really shoot it during his career as well. And he's playing in Bosnia, signed a contract, had three offers, had an offer in Bosnia, had an offer in Germany, had an offer in, in Portugal, finished up as an undergraduate Um uh, last year, finished up his MBA this year, had no more degrees to get, and he was a Horizon League all-academic all, all player, one of the sure. guys. So we're going to miss him. Um, but I'm excited to see what Rock can do with heavier mitts. Um, you know, I'm excited to have Cam. I mean, you're going to get to know Cam well this year. Uh, honestly, he's a guy well, that I, has I no shelf life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could have Cam for the next 40 years in my program. Just a guy who puts a smile on your face every single day and man that motor it never stops uh he's a guy i love how he puts it on the floor and then you know johnny uh i'm excited to see his growth you know i think he's going to be a really really good player in our league and in our program and the fact that he's going to get five years with that extra covid year is only going to help him um it's going to be awesome to watch his evolution and then you know probably a surprising guy and in our front court is going to be uh, R.J. Ogum, who just okay, okay. due to uh, our depth there, we, we threw him in defensively to play some of that. He blocked sure. a couple shots from guys that had four or five inches on him. Mm. And next thing we know, we we put him in that run. And he helps us with, you know, how we were able to play Dylan to be able to get out those perimeter catches. You know, R.J. can really shoot the ball. And sure, so sure. that puts some uniqueness in there. So I feel some good depth in there, just a little bit of unproven, but guys, I'm very confident in where they're going to be in their careers. 
I just know that, you know, we need him to perform at a high level now to have success in this league and particularly at the rebounding area. Sure, sure. Now, um, you've met, I, I know you've mentioned shooting multiple times. That's kind of that's kind of your kind of your signature at at Purdue Fort Wayne, specifically on on uh, the offensive strategy and being one of the really being recognized as one of the best three shoot, three point shooting teams, not just in the Horizon League but in the country. Um, and, and you mentioned kind of your, your how that played out all all last season, and obviously this year you clearly again have no shortage of shooters. What are your expectations as far as you know your team's performance? Not not just you know in the perimeter but behind the arc. What are your expectations there? Well, for me, everything starts with being able to shoot the ball. Um, you know, you got to be able to get space. And honestly, I'm I'm not a good enough coach to uh, to play without you know four guys that can shoot the basketball out there. Because now all of a sudden you got to find how are you going to hide a guy? You know, other good coaches are going to figure out schemes against you. And you know, I'd rather teach my guys how to play, have four good shooters out there, and it takes me out of the equation a lot more. Um, the other thing is, I, 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 I listen, I know how to play chess, but I hate it. You know, I couldn't be a coach that goes set, 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 walks the ball up the floor. Like, one, I love to watch video, but you know what? I don't want to watch video of a chess match. Like, sure. I don't want to do that. I don't want to play in the 50s. Like, I, I watch enough video. I want to watch stuff I like. I want to see that ball moving. I want to play fast. I want to see people sharing it. I want to see the ball go in the hole. Um, doesn't mean that we don't want to defend. Doesn't mean that you don't win championships on the defensive end. I absolutely believe that. Like, you can't play fast if the ball's going through the other net. Like, mm-hmm. you got to get stops and then push the basketball. But, man, if you can shoot it, it makes it so much easier to coach and allows a coach – with my limitations to be competitive. And so I like our group coming back. I mean, we, we're going to be, you know, in that mix again. Now we are not a volume shooting team. Like we don't know, you know, if I look back on our, on, on last year, one of my things I would have addressed is maybe force our guys to shoot a little bit more with our percentages. Um, You know, I I look at playing the game and so we're going to take whatever you give us. You know, a good example is when we went up to Milwaukee, um, you know, they, they in game one, if you watch the film, they, they were they were saying, hey, we, we, we're going to take away the three, which that's what everybody thinks. Hey, we got to take away the three. Well, we go into that game and uh, we, we hit the roll man 13 times in that win at Milwaukee in the first game. And they did a good job. They took away the three from us. We, we, we didn't get a high volume of threes. Then the second game, they adjust on a on a night rest. And we hit 17 three, shot 72% from three the next night and got the win. And so two totally different defensive scouting reports and our group just took what the other team gave us. And so that's our goal. And it starts with being able to shoot it. So I, I love where our guys are. And I think we'll even get easier shots this year with having, you know, Damian uh, Trenton out there, um, Jojo, who can add some depth at the point guard and at the guard spot to be able to drive and kick and and play off of that. I also think practice is going to help us, man. The thing that hurt us the most last year was turning the ball over. Sure. You know, and, and I mean, I was pulling my hair out because that's something that we have not had in the past, but if you're going to play fast, if you're going to play with pace and space, if you're going to teach guys how to play the game, read and react, like you better practice. And, you know, we didn't get that live practice last year and Mm -hmm. we didn't get a non-conference play at all. We played one non-conference game and then got shut down. Um, So 
that's what I'm looking forward to this year is practicing and trimming that stuff down and and being the uber efficient, you know, points per possession team that we have been in, in, in past years. Yeah, it's amazing. Again, amazing you're talking about the non-conference. It's like you're you're you, you you're telegraphing my segues into the next questions because I'm going to ask about the non-conference schedule. Um, so <laughs> I know you have the I know you have the trip to Fort Myers for the Hilton Garden in, uh, Invitational um, that uh, Florida Gulf Coast is is hosting. Um, I know you also have among other. Uh, parts of the schedule you got games against minnesota and michigan now uh, and, and you mentioned obviously last year you were limited you only had the one uh non-conference and then you had to shut down before the start of the court uh for the start of the conference slate the di- what do you expect to take away from your team this year that you weren't able to last year in these non-conference games well, I think just figure out your flow, figure out your personalities. I mean, last year we had, I, I don't remember the, you know, seven or eight newcomers. Um, you know, this year, if I include our two walk-ons, we got seven newcomers, five scholarship guys. Um, you know, I think that's where you kind of figure out how we play. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't call out sets in flow. You know, we're going to play the game. Our guys, you know, I, I, I prep our guys in practice and then I let them play in the game. And so, you know, that's I, I don't like to use timeouts. I like our guys to play through and not play the chess match where we both go to timeouts and then you get things adjusted on you. And so I think that's going to be experience in that flow. Um, I think we have some really good players that are newcomers. we got to get them acquainted with our returners um, as we go in. I, 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 I think uh, I, I think that uh, we just got to get experience, you know, and we haven't played in our arena. So we only have four players that have played in our arena that wow. we're going to be playing in last year. We, we, uh, you know, we haven't played in front of fans in a year. I mean, and, and everybody has these issues. Sure. Um, I just think it's going to get us into that flow again, uh, which, uh, which is going to be great for us. Plus, I mean, what a great non-conference thing. I mean, I love playing the best. I mean, we, since I've been here, we played UCLA, we played Michigan state, played mm-hmm. Indiana, we played Purdue. We've gone to, uh, you know, Kentucky. I mean, this year we get to go, to Minnesota. Uh, do you have the schedule in front of us? What is that? Uh, what's the date on that game? Oh, that is a good question. Of course, I you asked me. I didn't realize. I was, uh, give me one second. Of course, I. I don't have my schedule. Me, up me in front and of pop me. quizzes are not very good. Um, I so know. Hold you, on. Here so I go. You got Minnesota. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you, give an alert. Okay, that game is on November 19th, Friday. So I will challenge people if you want to watch a Horizon League coach on Sports Center, look at November 20th. And that will be my first experience on a raised court. I have no doubt I'm going to bust my tail and fall off that court at the barn. Um, and so we'll get on the uh, on the low lights on ESPN. Or the, uh, the not great will be John Kaufman falling off the barn's raised court. Um, wow. Okay. And in the um, Michigan game, like, I'm excited about that one. I mean, my, sure. my, my dad's 78 years old. He went to Michigan. My mother went to Michigan. Um, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, you know, my, my, my son, I, I allow him to be a, a Michigan football fan, uh, just cause we don't have football. Um, but, uh, he's got a few, uh, 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 you know, maize and blue things in his room. Uh, but that'll be just kind of a cool bucket list, uh, sure. for our program. And man, what a great team they got coming back. That's going to oh, yeah. be an absolute, absolute. challenge and, and a load inside. Um, 
I was really hoping that Hunter would be going to the NBA, but unfortunately, we're gonna have to guard him somehow this year. Um, and then the uh, the trip down to Florida Gulf Coast, I like. So uh, one of our biggest supporters, Doctor Bullman, um, he uh, he sat on the bench and bought it in our auction at our casino night a couple years in a row. Where he's he's got two wins over Indiana. We dressed him up in a suit, and uh, he's been one of the honorary coaches in some big games. Well, go. that's he's got a he's got a house down there. He's going to host us for Thanksgiving. Nice, which will be pretty cool. Um, but that's going to be a great turn. I mean, Florida Gulf Coast, Dunk City. I mean, I used to coach in that league when I was down at Stetson. That'll be sure. That'll be cool playing in a you know three games in three days, taking our guys on a great trip. Um, that's going to be exciting as well. Sure, absolutely, and of course you get a, you actually get a return game against southeast uh, southeastern Louisiana. It looks like uh, the only non-conference team from last year. That's right, uh, and we we hold an NCAA record in that game. Not one that I'm proud of, other than the win, but the most turnovers in a game where we got a win. That was two teams on opening night, both coming out of quarantines. Yeah, and we turned it over 31 times and got the win. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me of that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to be reminded, but uh, but that that was a disgusting game. The only positive, other than the win out of that game, is I think we held them like one for twenty four from three, and so while we sat out for the next month, one for twenty, on one for twenty eight actually, one, one for twenty eight. So yes. for a month we're on quarantine, and we were the number one three point D team in the country for a month. That's that goes in a record, too. That's in the record. I put that on my resume now. Three Unfortunately, points. we just had no points. second game yeah. to, uh, to, to even that out. Yeah, Bill, there you go. Uh, hey, nobody needs to know what the per- how many people you played to get that percentage. It's okay. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, now, looking at the, uh, looking at the horizon, uh, jumping from the non-conference to the conference, looking at the Horizon League this year, and obviously the big, obviously the big addition, of course, is you know Pat Baldwin Jr. up in Milwaukee, but also you you still have a Cleveland State team that basically got everybody back. You still have, you know, Detroit Mercy with Antoine Davis and Noah Waterman. Um, you still have, you still, you have UIC, you have, um, you know, Oakland. We don't, you, you don't know what they're going to do, but they always do something interesting. When you look at the, you know, kind of the dynamic from last year and this year, um, what do you see being the biggest challenge going into conference play this year? Well, the biggest challenge is that my son is only 13 years old and I need him to get a lot of shots up to put me in the top of this league. It looks like the way that, uh, uh, Pat, Pat and, uh, and Detroit, you know, I mean, those guys, man, those are two really good players. Um, honestly, I don't, I haven't even looked at what the league, you know, entails like the rosters, there's been turnover. My assistants talk about all that stuff. I mean, I'm just worried about us right now. I'm worried about us getting better every single day. Um, You know, we saw a lot more zone than we're typically used to seeing. Um, I don't know if that was a pandemic year. We'll see that regularly. You know, we, we, we got to continue to work on that. I mean, we, we never saw zone in the, in the, uh, in the summit lake, Um, you know, and so that's something we'll, we'll work through. Um, I think it's going to be a great year of basketball and everybody I've talked to feels like they've won pandemic recruitment. You know, with the the one years and the transfers and the movement, you know, but uh, I, I feel like we did, too. Uh, I feel sure. like, our, you know, we have, 
you know, some of our best players coming back, a really good roster coming back. And I feel like we brought in some really good freshmen and transfers. So I love where we're at. And, and really, I wish I could give you more in the league. Uh, it's okay. I'll just say, hey, I respect these coaches, but I've just been obsessed with our locker room. And this summer, I was so obsessed with just connection. Like, we had been so conservative with our, our protocols. You know, our group got entirely vaccinated the nice. first day we could right after the season. They Great. allowed us to take off our masks for the first time. I mean, we practiced up until May in our masks. And we're able to do some things outside of basketball that's really always made us good at, at managing adversity because we're just so well-connected. Um, and being able to get away from the Zoom and do things in person – um, was awesome for our organization. So that's kind of been my focus. I wish I could give you more, but maybe in oh, a couple funny. weeks when I start lock, uh, you know, you know, looking at some other rosters and doing some pre-scouts, I'll be able to give you some more feedback. There you go. Um, however, the, the, I, I have one last question, and this actually alludes to something that John Nolan told talked to us about last year um, in the run-up to your inaugural season in the Horizon League, and that is the – and that is the rivalry between Purdue Fort Wayne and IUPUI in the Summit League. Um, obviously, with you know the number of changes that they've had on their end, specifically now that they have a new coach in Matt Crenshaw, plus the fact that you didn't have any fans last year, you know, has that affected the significance of that interstate rivalry? Now that both teams are kind of back in the same same conference again, oh, it'd be great. It, 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 it'll be great for uh, for both uh, for both Matt and I and our or in our in our schools to have that rivalry. You know, I mean, two schools that are really the the closest are Wright State um, mm -hmm. and, and IUPUI, and yeah. you know we didn't get to play either one of them um, due to scheduling and 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 due to COVID. That's so, true. You know, I'm I'm excited to uh, to renew those rivalries and and continue to grow other new ones. I mean. We had great rivalries with North Dakota State and South Dakota State because we were battling at the top of the league for all those years. And some of them just do the history and the respect of programs kind of created those things. And so I, I look at this league as, as a tremendous, you know, branding opportunity for our entire university, not just our basketball program. Um, but, but the fact that, you know, our fans are going to be able to go on the road that we're going to have other fans coming to our place um, mm -hmm. because of our location. We're dead center in the middle of the league. Um, yes. The fact that we're going to have other schools alums in our city pretty regularly. I mean, there's, there's a lot of alums from IUPUI, from Wright State, from Cleveland State, from uh, UIC, you know, in our city. So now you're going to get those fans coming to our games regularly. Um, that's awesome. But then when you look at what, you know, what the state of Indiana has done in the Horizon League. I mean, mm -hmm. Butler made two Final Fours. Yes. You know, Valpo had a tremendous run, you know, in the Horizon League. And so when you say Horizon League in the state of Indiana, like they they they, they take so much pride in that league and it just has so much respect. And so I think that's going to help our recruiting, but also it's just going to help our followings and our branding in our state. So I think it's awesome. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully we'll be twisting some arms, maybe pull that tournament away from IUPY one of these years, get in the Coliseum. Well, I, I don't know about that. That sounds like a that sounds like a Horizon League conversation. <laughs> oh, me. I know, but that's why I'm on the Horizon roundtable here, just getting some of the conversation sparked. There you go. Oh, don't worry, we've been talking about that for a while now. <laughs>
<laughs> so, so coach, um, once again, thank you very much for joining us again with everybody. They can, uh, people can find you on Twitter at coach Kaufman. Um, and where can we find, uh, the basketball team on, on, uh, on Twitter as well? Uh, at Mastodon MBB. Mastodon and, MBB. And, and listen, you're not a true Horizon League fan if you misspell Mastodon. You got to spell it with the middle of the O. That used to be when Dane Fife was a uh, what, what was a head coach here. He used to, when he'd interview assistants, he'd make them spell Mastodon. If they spelled it wrong with the A, he'd send them walking. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I, that, I, a I, lesson I learned way early um, when I was searching, when I was searching to add add the add the uh, basketball count to the uh, the list of our followers, and um, it, it, I'm not going to tell you how many times it took me, but uh, well, let's just say just once. Um. <laughs> we de- hey, we definitely made the mascots stronger. Uh, maybe arguably one of the best mascots in the country. I mean, you got a mascot. It's a well kempt well uh, woolly mammoth. Like what a great mascot. There you go. Uh, and you you uh you, you DM me or on an email sent to me. I'll uh, I'll get you going with a a a Mastodon hat or shirt. Uh, so you get to enjoy uh some newer Horizon League gear from me. Uh, and I didn't well I didn't get you anything. That's that, that's all right. I'm just looking for a little free good pub, man. Throw throw <laughs> me a bone out there. Yeah, you bet, you bet. So so yeah, so um. So, yeah, once again, uh, Coach, thank you very much. Um, and that's going to close it out for this episode. Um, again, Horizon Roundtable, that's where all our content is, podcast, past podcast episodes, written content. Um, and uh, we, will be, we will be back next week. And until then, thank you all for listening.